Welcome to Between Two Trains. My name is Theo, and twice a month we bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area. As always, your host is Van Pappas of Oxygen Financial, and this week we have a special guest host, Mr. David Carter. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Trains. We come to you on the 1st and the 15th of every month with great entrepreneurs from the North DeKalb area, primarily Shambly, Brookhaven, and Dunwoody. And today we've got another great entrepreneur. And sitting to my left of me, back from a long hiatus on the show, is my good friend, the ever-famous Mr. David Carter. David, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Any, yeah anything going on in the lawyer world that we need to know about? I mean, it's summertime, so if you've got mold problems going on, mold is growing this time of year, and if your landlord is not fixing it, that's the time to call us. So those of y'all might remember from when David has been on the show in the past, uh, one of his specialties is the mold firm, right? Mold We've firm. promoted the mold firm on the show before, and um, yeah, if you have mold issues give David a call. But today, we're not going to talk about mold. We are <laughs> going, we're going to talk about something that when I first heard the name of this business many years ago, I had a complete wrong understanding of what they did. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Lisa Haddish. Is that how you pronounce it's the last name? It's actually Laddish with Laddish? a H. The H is silent. I was fun? making the L silent. I know. It's Believe me, my, my maiden name was Gray. So, <laughs> so wow. Laddish. Complicated names mm-hmm. of marriage, huh? Yeah. yeah. So Lisa is the owner and entrepreneur of a company in downtown Chambly, called Paper Daisies. And Lisa, when I first heard Paper Daisies, I thought you were in the flower business. But tell us, you're not in the flower business. What what is Paper Daisies? No, we we specialize in creating wedding invitations or invitations for big celebrations. So we do a lot of the charity, gala um, invitations, mitzvahs. So anything where you need a lot of invitations to celebrate something. And besides having your business in Shambly, you're also a resident of Shambly, right? We, yes, we, proud resident. Proud resident, mm-hmm. I like that. We've had a number of entrepreneurs on the show that have both lived here and operated their business. And it really amazes me, you know, that people say, hey, you know, I don't want to go very far from where I live. And I would assume that part of that is family reasons, maybe? It is, but I just, I love our community. We, um, my, my little neighborhood, Keswick Village, it's small. We all know each other. Um, I used to joke that I should get some kind of a brokerage fee because brides would, when I had my business out of the house, brides and grooms would come to my house and they literally would stay. They would buy, I have brides and grooms in Sex and Woods, Keswick Village. Oh, that's they awesome. came to the they house. They moved to yes. Shambly because so of you. I was like, how can I make this work for me? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's just a slew of them yeah. right around the neighborhood. So it's been fun to watch them, you know, start to have kids and, you know. So in the past, we had another great entrepreneur many months ago, Carrie Hewitt from Carrie's Bridal, Mm -hmm. um, who does wedding dresses. Is there any sort of collaboration between y'all or y'all are really running separate businesses? You know, we are. Carrie and I have talked through email, maybe even text. We've actually never met each other, which is kind of hysterical. I've gone over there. She's come by. We haven't been there at the same time. 
Um, we certainly send people her way, and I think she does the opposite. Um, I love her little store, Broad Street Mercantile, that she's got right. next door. Um, but we've actually never even met. Wow, we might have to Small do world. something Yeah, it's about crazy. That. We've just, honestly, we've joked, like, we've been too busy. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, there's definitely an where, overlap. Where in the process, in the wedding process, because I'm assuming most of your customers are the brides, right? Or families of the bride? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't um, have, gro- do you have also, grooms coming yeah, in? Yeah, we do. We definitely do. We work with same-sex couples. So some of my very favorite customers have been yeah. grooms. Um, we just had Jackson and Jeff. Shout out. Woo, I love them. Um, <laughs> but we're kind of towards the beginning of the planning process. So as soon as a couple gets engaged, they'll maybe they'll take engagement photos and they want to send the save the dates. Gotcha. So we're kind of right at the beginning. And then you come back to us in the middle when you send your invitations out. And then we wrap it up with like programs and menus table escort cards so we're kind of the whole gamut gotcha Gotcha. dresses come in kind of i mean the bride is ready when she gets engaged she's probably had an eye on the dress for a while so i gotcha how long does it take to produce the uh the save the day cards once you yeah first meeting to when they actually come out so most of our save the dates are fairly simple but we've had save the dates where it's taken three to four weeks to produce because they're letter press foiled duplexed edge painted you know special envelope liners so all that can take um you know good three weeks four weeks but most of our say the dates we turn around in a week gotcha very cool now i'm i'm looking at a business card here from mr carter and he tells me he got his business card from you so it's not just wedding no like is is your business what 95 percent wedding and five percent other or where's where's the Where's it lie in the spectrum of your business? If I like you, we'll work on yourself. I'm kidding. Um, we, uh, <laughs> well, who yeah. doesn't like David Carter? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's so uh, <laughs> Dave came in years ago. Um, and from Dan Zanger. Yeah, from, yeah, from Dan, that's right. And just the, for me, when you hand over a business card, you're either creating trust or breaking it. So if, if you hand me your business card and it looks like it came from Vistaprint, not that Vistaprint can't do well, but if it looks like it came from Vistaprint and it's, you know, bad design and, you know, kind of really cheap, I'm not trusting your judgment right off the bat. So business cards are really important to me. And when Dave came, he he felt the same thing. He was like, you know, I want something that's sturdy and it doesn't have to necessarily be expensive, but good, clean design, keeping it simple. Um, but we will do. We'll do logos. Um, we've done all kinds of fun things. For- Anything with paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you branch out besides paper, or banners, anything like that, or just really paper? Yeah, I, I like to say if you can find it on a Pinterest board, we can do it. We'll mm-hmm. do. We'll work in wood and metal. I'm really? working on some really cool invitations right now where we're actually painting acrylic and making a frame out of it. So people will get the invitation. They'll be able to take the invite out and put a frame, a picture in it, and use it as a frame. Mm-hmm. We do some really cool things. Lisa's also really good about bringing out what people want because when I came to her. Number one, I have zero artistic talent at all, just not even a touch of it. And I did hand her one of those cheesy cards, and I said, i got to do better than this. And Lisa went through a, a very extensive question and answer and gave me a lot of options. And, and you know, through that process, I got exactly what I wanted, even though I didn't know I want, I, that's what I wanted when I walked in the door. Mm-hmm. So, And that's no small feat because, you know, anybody can put letters on a card. Yeah. You know, but... It's, it's true. And if you're at home and you're listening to this going, oh... I got the cheap card and I'm, you know, now you're like, ah, what do I do? Do an exercise. I like to just sit at a table and pull out all the business cards that you have, lay them out 
and separate the ones that are your favorites from the ones that aren't your favorites. It's a really good exercise and you'll start to see very quickly the ones that are your favorites are more simple, they're clean, and it doesn't, some might be modern, some might be more vintage, some might be, you know, but you'll start to see what you like and what you're drawn to and it's it's an easy exercise you can do yourself. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's change gears for a second now that we know what Paper Daisies is and it's not a floral <laughs> shop like I thought. Um, let's talk about being an entrepreneur. And so you, you are currently located where? We're in like smack dab in the middle of downtown Chambly, um, at the corner of Broad Street and Peachtree. Okay. You're in the little strip mall that's where Gus's chicken and Dutchman's and Dutchman's and all that, Mm -hmm. which we've had, uh, the owner of Dutchman's on the show before. She was a great, Stephanie's uh, Stephanie's awesome. And uh, we've been trying to get a couple. We've had Taylor Smith, who redeveloped that. He came on the show. And so you weren't, though, always at that location. No. The first 10... I didn't mean to start Paper Daisies. So the first 10 years, um, I operated out of my house mm-hmm. in Keswick, just out of a you know one, two. It grew into three rooms and was starting to take over um, the house. So uh, about five years ago, we moved into our first studio which was where now Breathe Yoga is. That was our print shop. Who and we was had a, also on the show. Yeah, right. yeah, she moved in. That was our print shop. And then we had a space four doors down that was our design studio. So we are now in one space and we have our print shop and design studio. Was that, all right, so let's talk a second about that move. Was that it? You wanted to combine or mm-hmm. did you just start to say we need more and more space and you didn't have it down there? There were a few things that were going on um, and that space just worked better for us. Okay. Yeah, so... So you've been in downtown Chambly for a while now. Mm-hmm. You've seen Chambly grow. You're a citizen of Chambly. You've seen Chambly grow. Mr. Carter here, the chairman of Chambly's Development Authority, can you know take a few bows from promoting and making some of that happen. What do you see the next step for Paper Daisies in downtown Chambly? Are you status quo or is there some growth opportunities here? There are definitely some growth opportunities. We're working on some really exciting things that I can't quite talk about yet. But the way I feel as a business owner in Chambly, I want to make Chambly proud. I want to be a business that Chambly, the citizens and the residents of Chambly are proud because they've heard of Paper Daisies. They've seen it. They know it. And um, I think as um, a resident... It's, it's hard to describe Chambly. I kind of say it's like a Mayberry feel to it. I know I cannot walk out of my house and not see somebody that I know. Sure. Um, I think that what the, um, what our, you know, little city council government has done has just been amazing. Um, and I know as a business owner, they've kept certain things out, even though it might mean certain buildings are vacant for a very long time. And as a business owner, I appreciate that, that they're not just willing to, you know, make sure it's a right fit for our city. Right. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, tell us how challenging was it making that leap from I'm operating a business out of my house, Mm -hmm. very much a home business, which there are lots across this country to, I'm going to take a chance and actually rent some space and make this a go. Think back 10, how how long ago was that move? I remember it very well. It was, uh, I was one of those typical entrepreneurs who I think for years I averaged about three to four hours of sleep a night. 
And, you know, everybody was always, oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, I don't have time. I had so much business and I was such a people pleaser. I didn't, I couldn't say no. So I actually landed up in the hospital. I had kidney stones, the swine flu. There was something else. And, and literally somebody said to me close to me, like, oh, wow. your body is breaking down and this is what you can see. Mm. This is the outside. So there's no telling what's going on, the stress for your heart. So it was at that point, um, my, my brother had studied to be an entrepreneur um, his entire adult life, and he was staying with us, and I think he woke up at three in the morning and was like, what are you doing? And I'm folding programs. I need these guys out. Sit down and help me. And the next day, he had all of these tools that he'd studied, but he never really truly applied it to a business. And so he helped me hire our first person. He started getting small equipment for me because I was doing everything by hand. The whole idea of scaling, I didn't want to do it. Um, but as soon as I had somebody kind of jump in and help, I started to see a little bit of relief. And so when we opened or when we moved into our first studio um, and then I could actually bring more people on and hire more help and learn to delegate, which I was horrible at, um, my life started to get better. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, it's just been f- for the past five years, um, my life personally has gotten so much better. I enjoy life. I enjoy my husband, my kids, you know, just everything so much more. So yeah. Yeah. I, I almost killed myself. That's how. <laughs> how many employees do you have now? We have, we just counted, we have 13. Um, some of them are production workers and they, you probably know a lot of them. Um, we work um, I'm always like, am I allowed to say this? Um, I love to find parents who, um, maybe were in the work world, um, stayed home with their kids and they don't necessarily want to go back to that, you know, nine to five sure. hardcore, um, life they used to have. So we actually, um, that's my favorite place to look for new people. Mm-hmm. So is in on uh, next door neighbor. Um, I work with a lot of my friends. Um, cool. yeah. Now, are the so how how do you have your company structured? You're you're the sole owner, or you have a partner? I have a partner. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, we actually had started with my brother. He, I was like, I don't want to run a company. I just want to keep designing and meeting with people. Mm-hmm. You run it. And after a year or two, we realized it really was my company, and mm-hmm. he couldn't as much as he wanted to. He was like, you need to step up and do this. And at the time, we had brought my sister in as well. So it's kind of a bit a of a family, family, family yeah. uh, uh-huh. business here. And Ben ended up, it was, there really wasn't a spot. He, he does coding and he does all these awesome things. And he kind of was like, I've done everything I can do. So Windsor kind of stepped in and she is my, like, she does all of the financials and accounting and the website communication and all, all of those things part of the business yes and we work really well she's your cfo she is cfo co cto um and my brother she has still, all all the c's except yeah the, the top one the yes. Designing office. yes <laughs> and so she invested in the company with sweat equity and um i'm still the the major um um owner but she is definitely my partner mm-hmm. we do everything together um and she's amazing and then all the other employees, are they soured employees? Are they W-2? Do you we have, have salary, contract workers? W-T, we have W-2, we have um, contracts. We have a little bit of everything. Nice. Do you outsource yeah. this stuff at all? I mean, do you use like a, let me rephrase that. Do you have a service that provides you temp people? Mm-mm. 
they're all permanent? No, it's called Montgomery Fun Mon- Mud Run. I find, <laughs> <laughs> I find people, you know, what we do As is... As they cross the yes. mud run finish line, yes. you're like, you need a job. <laughs> it's really, I, I hire people, you know, and what we do isn't rocket science, so it's really important for me, the people that work at Paper Daisies, that they care about people, um, that they will do... Anything that's needed to be done, um, and I'm not so structured on when it gets done. It's kind of like, you're an adult. Here's what you need to do. If you need to do it at 2 a.m. because your kid was sick earlier that day, that's fine. And so um, we work very, um, I don't want to say, I mean, obviously I have to manage some, but that's not my favorite thing to do. I like to bring people on who are self-sufficient, and it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, it's tough, uh, you know, as a financial planner sitting down with business owners, most of them are that very much A-type personality that want to put their hands on every part of it. And it's difficult talking to them and making them understand that, you know, if you want to be successful, if you want to grow this business, you know, you have to do what's going to be most profitable for your time Mm -hmm. and push all the other stuff onto people and, and find good people that can do yeah. that. It is so hard to delegate. Um, it's definitely the thing that I have the biggest challenge. I think most entrepreneurs feel the same way. Um, I've joined, I had a business coach for a few years and he was wonderful. And then I've recently joined an entrepreneur group. So I get support and you know, when I'm, I, I believe life is very cyclical. And so when I start to feel the business is kind of overwhelming and whatever, I realize, okay, look at myself. I'm not delegating the way I need to. I keep mm-hmm. bringing things on, and it's it's just something that it keeps happening. You know, um, if you don't learn from it, it'll come back. So it's something that I've struggled with. I've gotten a lot better. I go back and forth, but the better people you have around you, the easier it is. Let's talk a little bit about marketing your business. You know, we've talked with entrepreneurs that have all kinds of different ways, depending on what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, some are retail shops. Some are service shops. Uh, some use social media, some, we had one not too long ago, I can't remember who it was, said they love paper mailing, you know, the, the stuff school. you get, the old yeah. school, and I was like, really? I, that always goes in the trash for me, but it, it worked for them. Yeah. So what works for Paper Daisies from a marketing so standpoint? So we are a very emotional business, um, so it's, what we've grown on is people talking about us and spreading us. Luckily, with our invitations, 150 go out, so people get to see and they ask. We've been lucky enough to do some famous people's invitations. We did Ludacris's baby shower. We've done wow. Matthew Stafford's wedding invitations. We've done a, you know, a lot of fun things. Um, our invites have gone to Oprah and Jessica Simpson. So it spreads naturally. Um, but we've also had some... Uh, One of my favorite brides who we became friends through paper, wedding paper, is Callie Dollar. She's married to Jeff Dollar. He's one of the radio hosts for Star 94. Mm -hmm. Um, She has her own podcast now. And and so it's it's that way. We've grown kind of naturally. The whole social media, I was horrible at it. And last year, it was kind of like the team was like, you you know, we got to get this going. So I've gotten much better at being on Instagram and just doing stories and getting more comfortable with that. But that's really how we've grown. I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. A lot more videos that went up in the last few months. Yes. 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 I, I mean, it used to take me like three hours. I would, you know, I would rewatch it. I'm like, I sound like an idiot. And yeah. now it's just like, get it out there. Whatever. You know, I, I use a phrase uh, that some of our older listeners might remember the song. Um, 
video killed the radio start. And I think we're seeing in our society that people just don't like reading anymore. I know as a warrior, David, you probably love reading. do not. (laughs) (laughs) The finer the print, the better. Oh my gosh. Uh, But, you know, people like videos. And I can tell you in my financial planning practice, you know, creating a short two-minute video, two to five-minute video uh, makes all the difference in the world. And you don't have to, I think people think that, oh, if I'm running a business, you know, I've got to spend all this money on video equipment. You really don't. Um, Most people respond better to the sort of more organic video. Facebook Live, uh, I, I put a a video out every Monday called Marvelous Mondays. And it's not talking about financial planning. You know, I'm talking about things that just people say, hey, I want to mm-hmm. I want, I want to hear about that. I recently, um, basically because somebody told me they didn't believe me, I have very curly hair. And I have ironed my hair to get it straight since I was right, like 15. For, for our listeners, I'm looking at... <laughs> it's not real curly It's right not now. curly at all. No, <laughs> no, it's not. But it is. And so I, I had my youngest son Gray take a video of me ironing my hair it it, it was starting to go viral it was hilarious we had like 2,000 something views we had 150 comments and I was like really we spent all this time putting pictures up of pretty invites and that's what like got us all these new followers so yes I I agree with that it's not always what you think it is short short videos because people have short attention spans Mm -hmm. See, fun fact, I used to iron my hair, too, and that's why it's falling out. <laughs> that's right. You got none, right? Yes. Oh, yes. I got chastised by a lot of hairdressers. <laughs> well, we are right up to our commercial break. We're going to take a short break to hear from our wonderful sponsor here at 3411 Coworking, and we'll be right back with our fun game, Hot or Not, uh, and we'll ask Lisa what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So stay tuned. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. You are listening to our interview with Lisa, I'm sorry, Lisa. That's all right. Laddish. (laughs) The last name is what's throwing me, but most people's last names throw me. And uh, we are going to play our ever fun Hot or Not. So Lisa, the way this game works, I'm going to throw out a statement to you and you're going to tell me as an entrepreneur if this is a hot thing or not such a hot thing so uh, we've used this a lot i love this hot or not being married to an entrepreneur is that a hot thing or not such a hot thing probably not not (laughs) is that what your husband would say Uh, i think he's got around to it now it's been long enough it's been yeah it's been long enough and i'm doing like things have gotten so much better um but as opposed to those three hour night sleep Yeah. He probably didn't care for you much then. No, it was it's hard because he wants to be supportive and he's yeah. more of a right brain, you know, and he used to help with financials and everything. And when he got completely removed out of the business, it was much better for our relationship. Sure. But it's just not easy. Um, I don't think it would be easy married. I wouldn't want to be married to me. <laughs> so you heard it here on Between Two Trains. Lisa would not want to be married to her. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I love being married to Jay, but no, I wouldn't want to be married to me. 
Cool. Um, all right. Evi invitations for weddings. Hot or not? Not. Ooh, that is a great not, hot or not. Not, not, not. Sort of a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. I love Eva. I actually love paperless posts because their designs, I just think, are a little bit more um, sophisticated. But um, I love them for birthdays and for kind of get togethers and everything. But for weddings, um, yeah, definitely not. So right. if you need to cut costs, you can do a really, really simple invitation. Do your RSVP on it. So if you just only have to have a paper invite and an envelope, that's okay. But try and do paper. You know, I'm asking because we recently got uh, an invite to a wedding. And recently, like two years ago. And uh, Kelly and I were like, did we not make the first cut? We only made the second <laughs> the, the, cut right. we ran out of paper <laughs> stuff. so we could Not invite. enough people RSVP'd right. and they were trying to get more people. Right, trying to fill the room. <laughs> There's just some things that still paper. Mm-hmm. So how, how much is technology changing the paper world? Do you see... Uh, have we hit that critical mass and there's not going to be much more change or, or is technology electronic? Yeah. I mean, I think not just with weddings, but just in general. Yeah. I, I mean, I think technology is great. I love um, all of the different um, materials that we can print on. Now we'll send out wood invitations or metal invitations. Um, and that technology is with the printers it cracks me up that we put people on moon on the moon and do all these things yet you can't put an envelope through a printer and like it's still really hard to print on an envelope even for these huge printers or print white that's something new like why is it so hard to print white onto a dark color but it is and there are new printers that are coming out so we appreciate that new technology because it allows us to do other things fun things are we going to see the first 3D imaged wedding invitation is that coming yeah yeah, I think it's probably already being like a video kind of a, uh-huh. yeah, people are sending video with three-dimensional kind of, I don't I don't even know the words. Okay. Holographic. Holographic. Kind of I've seen it. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, there's some pretty wild things happening. So I get uh, an envelope in the mail and open it up and up pops a hologram? Uh, they it's do. Princess they Leia send like, Princess Leia saying Obi Wan, your only hope for our wedding. I know they used yes. to do like discs, and I had to ask one of the kids the other day, "What's that thing that you put in the computer?" They're like a flash drive, Mom. I'm like, yeah, that. But yeah, they're doing some really cool things. Um, we're still pretty tactile. We like okay. our paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that that should be good mm-hmm. for the. Yeah, the w- weddings, they're, they're, I'm not worried about it. There will always be a component of paper. Mm, moms, we want to look at it 20 years. I mean, a wedding's just, to me, Put you know, it's a big, you know, party, but that's something that, you know, ties it back to what it was. It has where you got married, your parents, whoever was hosting it. It's just mm-hmm. special. Do you provide, do you have like also items that they can purchase, like the, the gift book registry and the stuff like that, or yeah. you're just stricken to the invitations? No, we have, if you walk into our studio, we do a lot of rentals. Mm-hmm. So we rent frames and high-end table numbers and whatnot. So you walk into our studio and the way I kind of present it to people is it's a Pinterest page come to life. And it's very pretty. We do napkins and koozies and cups and matches and cocktail stirrers and welcome box items. I mean, if you can print on it, we do it. Mm. All right, so another hot or not. You mentioned your sister, who's the COO, CFO. Obviously, she's probably dealing with a lot of the financial side of the, of the business. Um, hot or not, sharing your financials with your other employees. 
is it just you and your sister that see that or do you share any of that information with your employees? I would say hot um, and, and, and to a degree, but we want them to understand, you know, you might have your revenue and, and they might know what that revenue is, but they might not necessarily understand, you know, we've, we've got to make, you know, 35, 40, $55,000 every single month just to cover our expenses and payroll and rent and utilities and taxes. So I think it's important to get the buy-in from the team that they really understand what is going in and that, you know, for us, we have a lot of processes that we have to implement because we have a lot of different things, like a lot of places that you can make mistakes. And it's important for them to understand when that happens, we lose profit, the profit margin. And so we do share, not everything, but mm -hmm. we do, we do share. You haven't, we had one entrepreneur that answered that and said they didn't like doing that because they found the employees thought they were making all this money. Yeah. Have, have you run into anything like that where your employees are like, Oh wow, look how much money they're making. No, no. And we don't share what everybody makes at the studio. We don't Not necessarily what they make, mm -hmm. but like as far as the, the company, overall. the overall company profit. Oh, look. Oh, yeah. I'm Lisa, very... the, the paper daisies just made a crap load of money. How come I'm only getting paid? Yeah, this? no, I do share that because I want them to understand why, you know, oh. why are we? Because if we are, then they're sharing with that. Like okay. we share that with them. If, they, if we're making more money, mm -hmm. everybody's making more money. So you have like a profit sharing plan with them or? You no, we don't have anything. Income? We do that through bonuses and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, okay. But it, it is something that um, we're very close with our, with our team. And um, I find that as I'm transparent about it, we have goals for our revenue. You know, we have, we have a big lofty goal of make it into the million dollar club and I want their buy-in. I want everybody working together towards that same goal. Mm -hmm. Not just because of financials, but it's, you know, something that if you're together working towards something, um, and I want them to be rewarded, not just financially, but in the highs when we do something really well. Well, we have pretty much come to the end. David, do you have any final parting questions for Lisa? I don't. I think this has been fantastic. Um, I would like to say one thing. Um, this goes back to a few years ago when I first met Lisa, and our kids were in Scouts together. Van, your uh, Theo was in there as well. And I met Lisa through Scouts, but I hadn't seen her on a camping trip or anything like that. And then I go into Paper Daisies, and it's all frou-frou and she-she and everything like that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then she says, yeah, but Scouts is my favorite thing because I get to be dirty for a weekend, and the kids are dirty, and they love being dirty. And, of course, the last time I saw you was at the fun run, and Lisa somehow got covered, I mean, literally head-to-toe in mud, Whereas I had like a little bit, like <laughs> a spot right here. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a you went, you went around the mud pit. That's right. That's right. So, you know, Lisa, Lisa will get down and dirty with you as she's putting together your wedding invitations. And I think yeah. that's important. I, Very hands-on. I am the biggest tomboy in the girliest business. It's, I don't know how it happened. I just think that's hilarious. But yeah, <laughs> I drive my jacked up Jeep Wrangler. I hate dressing up. But we are in a very girly, frou-frou business and I love it. So if someone wants a fabulous business card like I'm looking at from David Carter, like he has, or they want a wedding invitation, what should they do? Where should they go? Should well, they come I in? The first I mean, thing, yeah, absolutely. Always come in. We love What's, what's the address anybody. there? It's 5494 Peachtree Road, right in downtown Chambly. Mm -hmm. um, we always, you can just stop in. It says appointments by appointment only that's if you're coming in and you're doing you know a whole wedding invitation stop in see it we welcome everybody to come in 
Um, we do have a website, uh, paper-daisies.com. Most guys don't know how to spell daisies. D-A-I-S-I-E-S. Yeah. I'm always it's that impressed. that A before I <laughs> Oh, I always thought it was... I-E-S <laughs> I thought it was the I, the second I <laughs> the is second what I, trips me up. And sometimes why. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I love to watch men try and spell it. But um, if you go to our website, you get a really great... You see our custom work. You see our um, invitations that you can order online. Um, and you can reach out to us. We're all real people. You're not going to be, you know, sent into the world of the interweb. Um, you know, you'll be working with a real person, whether you do custom or you come in and, or you order online. And if they want to call and make an appointment, what's your number? It is 470-299-3770. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you, David, for once again being my co-host. We will be back with another great entrepreneur in two weeks. Um, you can hear us in all past episodes on betweentwotrains.com or if you're in your car, your favorite uh, podcasting app will work. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks for having me.